This, this is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're with a kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Press Pass Live, your weekly podcast show for the OMFL. I am your host, Nate. Thank you for tuning in. Not turning in. You might have turned in. I don't know what you did. It's your (laughs) business. And as always, let me welcome in a couple of my friends here, Mr. D. Wayne, who actually woke up and was able to be with us this morning, and Mr. Maniac. How are you guys doing today? Doing wonderful. All good this morning. Now, D. Wayne's giving us the, the low, sexy voice today. Uh, we're going to jump right into it because I am on a super time crunch this morning, and uh, we're not going to waste any time at all. Um, we had a interview set up with Mr. Hollywood himself. He was going to come on and talk to Madden 20, uh, but he got his central time zones and his eastern time zones mixed up and will not be able to, to join us. And so... Because of that, I've got a great pinch hitter. So every couple of weeks or so, you will see um, we host a Daddy Leagues podcast called The Talk, where we just talk about Madden 19, Madden 20, CFM, just kind of all the things that are happening uh, with Daddy Leagues. And my co-host over there is the one and only Mr. Pooty T. And so he has been kind enough to pinch hit and join us this morning and hop right in here. So, Pooty T, how you doing at work, too? That stinks. Um, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing fine. It's uh, Saturday morning. Another nice day. Well, look, I hate to make you do it, but me and you are going to have to rehash a lot of stuff that we talked in the podcast please go check out our podcast if you haven't it's all over the place it's on youtube it's on twitter it's on the daddy league's homepage. it is on the grown folks homepage. so it's pretty easy to find go check it out um but your thoughts what'd you think about madden 20 the beta uh pros cons likes hates what'd you think about it i like the gameplay the gameplay was solid felt really good player movement was good Pass rush was good. Um, not seeing jump, super jumping linebackers was great. Not seeing warping interceptions was great. Um, numerous things along those fronts I thought were really good. The X factors were cool. It added a nice, a nice little extra something to the players that had it. Um, really made you have to think more on your game planning. I, I feel like, and um, overall, I was really impressed with the gameplay. Well, talk about your favorite thing. What was kind of the best thing that you've seen and and, and that you felt coming out of the beta? Uh, I guess I'd have to say player movement was probably my you know my favorite thing of all. Was just player movement in general felt a lot smoother. Felt like you had a little more control over things as far as your player movement. Um, 
but all the things that I mentioned were kind of my favorite things because they were, you know, some of those things like the linebackers jumping into warping NITs, those are legacy issues that's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've been needed to be ripped out forever. And I'm glad to see that they finally have been. Uh, you can check out Pootie at P-H-T-Y-T, the most random name. that It kind of fits Pootie T, though. Uh, but you can find him right there on Twitter. And you can find everything about the NBC uh, right on the Grown Folks Online Community homepage. But tell me uh, a little bit more. I know that one of your big concerns was the run blocking uh, we talked about that last night. We know that it's not where it, we want it to be, but what do you think they can do between the beta and the time that the game drops? Because I will also kind of add that run blocking really wasn't talked about. I mean, there were definitely some hot-button issues, topics like pass rush, um, um, quarterbacks uh, wind up throwing accuracy, of course, the player movement, um, you know, the leaping, all the things that you mentioned were kind of the hot button topics, but run blocking wasn't really brought up all that much. And I know that you're not a massive fan of it. So what do you want to see before the game drops around run blocking? I really want to see better AI for the run block, for the offensive line in general. I mean, I, like I said last night, I still see, you know, linemen letting a defender run right past them, literally feet side of them they're not blocking anyone the defenders coming and they still don't pick them up they don't do anything they just let them go right by them and then they run up field to look for someone else when the guy they should have blocked just ran right past them. um that really needs to be fixed and cleaned up in my opinion that is one of the worst legacy issues as far as run blocking goes in this game and it kind of goes into pass blocking too um i didn't see it a lot in pass blocking, but I did still see it some, especially on um, halfback screens. I ran a bunch of them in the beta, and they still don't work, just like last year. I mean, I, you would have three offensive linemen over there in front of the, the halfback. A linebacker comes in from an angle behind the O lineman, and not one of them turns to pick them up. And you're, you know, you're tackled for a loss. I mean, I, I ran a bunch of them because that was a, that was an issue with nineteen. And it's still there in 20. So, hmm. overall, I just want to see the, the offensive linemen have better awareness of when someone is around them. And they're not, if they're not doing anything, they need to go block somebody. Um, I, it, it's funny that you said it because I actually uh, seen – I, I kind of had a mixed bag when it came to screens. I did see a couple that worked, and it was like, oh, wow, that's nice. It's good to have the screen back as a call that you could actually make. But – I definitely did have some do exactly what you said, and, and they didn't work uh, at all. Wide receiver screens seemed to actually work, um, and that was hit and miss in 19, but uh, it seems to work fairly decent in, in Madden 20. Um, in your opinion, best beta that, that we've ever touched for Madden? I know we don't get a, a beta every single year, and it wasn't closed, but um, what do you think about it? as a beta form, which we didn't get all the bells and whistles. I, I honestly feel like what I played in the beta is the best Madden gameplay period I've ever played. Again, that's not saying that it's perfect. It's never been perfect. It's never going to be perfect. No game is. But even even in its beta stage, the gameplay itself was the best I've played in that. That's how I honestly feel. 
Thank you guys so much to have some questions for Mr. Pooty. This will be my last one. We talked about this last night, and I think one of the areas where you do give them a thumbs down is the franchise area. Um, they, they did add a few small things, but it really wasn't franchise-specific. It, it kind of was for all the, the different modes that people will play from uh, whatever that new superstar mode is called, uh, to online franchises, offline franchises, and that's the scenario engine where there are going to be different scenarios that pop up, I think weekly, whether it's for game planning, whether it's for players that want planning time, different contracts to be traded, etc. And I know we had that a couple of years ago, not in this form, but where players would hold out and want a bigger contract, blah, 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 or ask to be traded. Um, I know that you give them a pretty low grade. We talked about that on the show. I think a little bit of their hands may be tied as far as what we've seen in the beta and what we'll actually get in our hands. But what's maybe one or two things that you think that they could add in that short time or could you know, maybe release that they didn't release in the beta that would at least move us in the right direction? It's not going to... It's not going to be as happy as we are with the gameplay for sure, but what could at least move it in the right direction for you before the game drops in August? Honestly, I'm not sure there's anything they can add in a month's time that I would feel that way about just because, in my opinion, what needs to be added is more features. I mean, it seems to take them a long time to add just a tiny little thing for the franchise, so giving them a month, there's nothing, in my opinion, that they're going to add in that amount of time that I'm going to turn around and say, all right, you did a good job of franchise. Earlier this morning, I looked up the franchise blog for NBA 2K19, and I actually sent it to Michael Young on Twitter and said, don't say you have a focus on franchise until you're doing this every year. And, and you can go look at that list, and you just look at how, how long. Give us some stuff. What, like, what what'd you see on there? Oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it. Hold on. You have to give me a second. Though. It's just the list itself. I mean, there's like, it's, it goes on and on. How many things they added in one cycle, in one year, the same amount of time that EA has. And they well, don't brag about having a focus on franchise. Why do you I mean, think that, that is? Like, why is franchise a back-of-the-box feature for 2K or for NBA or for whatever games that we know? Like, even NHL, I think, has a pretty nice franchise, but... For Madden, franchise seems to be, you know, an afterthought. I think, to me, it comes down to a difference of their philosophy. I think that 2K realizes and knows that franchise does indeed sell games, and it does indeed make them money. You know, this has been something that people in the community have tried to claim for so long. When franchise doesn't make them any money, it's a lie. Every single copy of a game that sold makes them money. That's bottom line. That's why they're so focused on their launch sales because it's making them money and it's giving them a return investment on what they have invested in. 2K knows that franchise sells the game. And, you know, there's I've, I've seen and talked to many people who don't even like NBA, but they buy 2K just because it has the deepest franchise mode of any online or any video game to date. People buy it just for that fact. But Madden, the people, the suits at Madden have this idea that mutt is the only thing that matters. Franchise doesn't matter to them. And so they give it 
the crumbs of whatever they feel like they want to give it. And so the developers only have just a little bit to work with. And that's that's where the real difference comes in. And that's why it gets on my nerves when EA, you know, wants to pipe up saying, oh, we got to focus on franchise again. No, you don't. You added one major thing and a couple of tiny things. And then before, you know, for years they used the excuse, well, we don't have, you know, we got limited dev time and this and that. Oh, we had to do this this year, so we didn't have time. And a couple of years ago, they took half of the franchise dev team and sent them to NBA Live. And NBA Live's franchise is horrible. And it doesn't even look like, I don't even think they even touched it at all last year. So, you know, I just think that it comes down to priorities. You know, and 2K realizes franchise sells the game. And EA thinks it doesn't. And, you know, and even if you want to look at it from the MUT standpoint, the more people that you can get in buying the game, like they may want to buy up a franchise, but they may try out MUT. The more people you bring in to franchise because you have a deep franchise gives you more opportunity for someone who that would have never played MUT, might play MUT, and might spend money, which is what EA's bottom line is. So I still, in my opinion, it's still wrong to think a franchise is pointless, you know, but that's how they seem to treat it. I mean, I'm not going to go through this whole list of things because it literally goes on and on and on. I'll just give you a couple of things. It says ultimate customization for tuning sliders. This is for NBA 2K last year. Trade sliders. There's a whole long list of stuff there. Contract sliders. There's a whole long list for that. Progression sliders. Whole long list for that. Um, all new create player features. Long list for all that. How you can do all that. Um, I mean, it's just, this list just keeps going. This I literally have to keep scrolling. I'm just scrolling constantly right now, and this this, this list is still going and going and going. Wow. And you can't say that for EA. EA, like, you look at EA's franchise block for this year, and all it is is cliff notes. There's hardly any real details. And most of the, and half the stuff they put in there is not even franchise stuff. It's gameplay stuff that they added for gameplay that, yes, you will play it in franchise because it's part of the gameplay, but it wasn't time that the franchise people spent making it's, it's, it gets on my nerves well Mr. D. Wayne you didn't get to, to play the beta but uh, what questions might you have for Mr. Pudati let me unmute myself um, now I'll back him up on the, the 2K I've always thought 2K had an amazing franchise mode it was so in depth you could tune it however you want I've never understood how EA couldn't take that to the, the franchise and they can't say that you know 2K doesn't you know go towards their you know their my player mode because their my player mode is just out this world too so it's, it's not like they're taking away from one and going the other they just build two great things in 2K uh, the one thing in Man 20 that I was curious about was the if if the user control moves were still as overpowered, I guess you say the the spin, the juke, even the user as, as somebody who loves the user hit stick, the user hit stick is still overpowered. Are those things being tuned at all to the point to where if somebody spins, it's not an automatic. He just spun around three of my defenders. Um, I, I would say yes, that it was tuned. I only played against the computer in franchise mode. When I played the beta, I never played an actual person. I never played head to head. Um, because I don't do that normally anyway. Um, and I played on all pro. I played on default sliders. I didn't change anything. I just left it at that. Played it on sim mode. Um, the computer, I think once or twice did a spin move and juke my guy, but it wasn't it wasn't an automatic thing like it was in 19, where you can just spin all, your way all the way down the field, basically, and just have guys flying left and right. Um, I tried 
you know, I tried the, the truck, I tried the juke, I tried the spin, tried the stiff arm. And sometimes I would get, a, you know, I would get a win out of it. If you, if you want to say that, you know, I would get by the player, but a lot of times I didn't, a lot of times I got tackled. So as far as it's felt from what I played, that was definitely an improvement. I didn't, because you know, a couple of years ago, Duke was overpowered, and then, last, right. and then your spin was. So it was like, is it going to be stiff arm this year? Is it going to be truck? You know, since I didn't do them, but I tried each one of them, and I never felt like it was as overpowered like it was last year. Now I didn't have a like, I didn't have an elusive back. I was using Leonard Fournette. Um, so if you have a X Factor guy who's really elusive. He might be more effective at spin, but you know he should be. So that's okay, as long as it's everybody. Like you can't just pick up some random free agent out of free agency who's not really that good, and you know rack up a thousand five hundred yards every year because you can spin your way to, to that. Um, so as far as that goes, I thought that was improved. The hit stick is kind of questionable. Um, I only played against the computer. I heard some people say playing against users that this wasn't as bad. But I did think there were a little bit too many fumbles happening with hit sticks and just tackling in general, really. Um, I saw too many fumbles in, in each game that I played, I felt like. But, you know, we have slider for fumbles, and hopefully adjusting that can get it to where each league feels that it's right for them. Um, right. So that's kind of my hope on that. Um, I, I don't, you know, a lot of people are calling for them to tune down hit sticks. But I don't really want them to do that because to me, that's what football is. That's what actually makes football great to me is hard hits, even though in the past few years they've tried to nerf that in real life. Um, that's what football is to me. So I like seeing it, but I don't want to see it cause fumbles more often than not. So um, that is kind of up in the air. But like I said, we have sliders. So hopefully I didn't really play with them to adjust that to see um, because I was just playing against the computer, which I don't normally do. So, I don't, you know, we'll have to see how that is playing head to head in our franchises. All right, time is crunching away, but I want to let Maniac have an opportunity to ask a question before we uh, give Pootie the boot and make him go back to work. <laughs> All right, Pootie. Uh, my question is, what's one positive and one negative that you saw uh, from having a closed beta in Madden 20? Uh, I don't I don't really know that I can say that there's a positive to it, in my opinion. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a positive to have a closed beta. Um, just, just based on how they did it, it was purely a marketing scheme. And I'm not real fond of that. Um, I, I personally have stated this many times. I really wish that they would really incorporate a, some type of system. And I'm not saying add these people to game changers. Just have some type of program for commissioners of online leagues, right? Hmm. And include them more in these things. And make sure that they're included more so that we have a better voice as far as because, you know, as commissioners and, and administrators of leagues, we we see all these things that people try, the ins and outs, the things that people do, the, the you know, the cuts, and the backdoor things that people find that they can get away with. So we know right. to go in with these things. I think it would be better if they would include that more. But in all, honestly, I just think it should be an open beta. Tons of games nowadays do them. They work fine. They get good feedback from them, and they help them improve the game. You know, the negative to me was, one, it was basically a marketing scheme, which I'm not fond of. If you, To me, if you make a good game, you make a quality game, that's your marketing because right. people are going to 
about it. Just like even now, the few people who got to play the beta have talked about how good the gameplay is. But imagine if more people have gotten their hands on it and more people have seen that, the right. more people will be talking about that. So in my opinion, again, it's short-sightedness on EA's part. In my opinion, the other negative I have to give on this is it was only two and a half days, basically. <laughs> And you know, you know, and we've all seen in the forums people crying about how overpowered the pass rush is because they didn't really have time to even try to adjust. Yeah, there's no time. You know, one, it came out on Father's Day weekend, and the majority of people who play Madden are men and dads. So you know, you put it out at like the possible worst time to have a two and a half day beta when we're trying to be with our families and our families trying to do things with us, and we got this beta we want to try to play. I don't know. The whole situation there was just wrong to me. It should have at least been a week long beta, give people time with it, give them time to try to adjust, try more things, to actually try to find more glitches. Uh, so I don't really have a positive about it being a closed beta. I just, I just don't think that's a, I don't think that's the right avenue to take in the year 2019. Yeah. I agree. Well, this interview started off as positive pooty, but we kind of took a definite <laughs> turn here with the beta question and franchise question. I, I, I didn't set him up. I'm there, just being honest. Just being honest. <laughs> there was definitely some talk in the in the chat going on just now that maybe we do the old SNL skit next time you come on pooty, where you just sit in front of a mirror and talk positively to yourself <laughs> to get yourself ready to come on and, and talk some mad. But thank you so much for pinch hitting again if you're tuning in to see Mr. Hollywood. Uh, he is on West Coast time, and even though we've been talking for 10 days uh, in advertising, and it was very clear it was central, uh, he didn't pick up on that until he woke up this morning and realized he needed another hour, which we didn't have today. Uh, normal situation, we could probably squeeze that out, but today is a, a no-go. The wife has already walked out of the bedroom, given me the eye, and told me to wrap it up. And we even got through the first interview. So, Pooty, I appreciate you. You know you're my boy, my guy. Go follow Pooty on Twitter. Um, you can follow him at P-H-T-Y-T have no clue why he picks the most random crap in the world, but that is what he picked. Go give him a follow. Uh, he's one of the best guys in the Madden community. He's on the leadership of Daddy Leagues, and he is a big-time leader here in the Grove Folks online community and a good friend of mine. So, Pooty, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. One, one thing I just want to state, I'm not leadership at Daddy Leagues. I only I, I mainly just answer support tickets. It's pretty uh, that, low-down job. It's kind of leadership. But, he has uh, some push, <laughs> some say-so. <laughs> He's got some pull. All right, Pooty. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Now, go take care of that water before you kill somebody. <laughs> Y'all have a good weekend, fellas. All right, there it is, Mr. Pooty T, man. I appreciate him for pinch hitting. All right, guys, we got we to gotta pick up some time. Our 10 minutes went 25 minutes with Mr. Pooty. So let's quickly start breaking down some stuff here in the OMFL. And I know that this is going to be a pretty big challenge for both of you here. I'm asking oh, you to, to, uh, to watch your time, which is something we don't do really well. I'm a preacher. We're terrible at watching our time. But let's give me your favorite game from week 9, 10, or 11. I'm going to throw it over to you first, Mr. Maniac. All right. Uh, favorite game of the week. Uh, we had to go back to let's see what week is this. And see, I'm, I'm already stumbling <laughs> out of the blocks. Uh, week ten. Week ten. That would uh, Mr. D. Wayne. I just had and it Kevin. Now. It dis and disappeared. Yeah. Uh, where'd it go? There it is. There it is. Finally. Oh. 
Yeah, the Colts, Colts versus the Dolphins. Uh, uh, Colts came in this game. Uh, actually, the Dwayne's got four losses on the season, which is almost like unheard of. And then uh, the the Dolphins, uh, I believe the record at this point in time was uh, each uh, was five wins. Uh, the the Colts pulled out a twenty seven to twenty victory over the Dolphins. Uh, Newton had a solid uh, game, twelve and nineteen hundred thirty seven yards, touchdown, no interceptions. Hines uh, had uh, fifty one yards, two touchdowns. Uh, it shows the leading receiver there uh, for the. The Colts was uh, Avron with two receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Vic Beasley was a was a force on defense. He had three tackles, one sack, one interception, a forced fumble. Uh, and then Dolphins uh, actually played a pretty decent game. They had some turnovers against Dwayne, uh, which ultimately cost him this game. Uh, Nicholas was 14-28, 245 yards, actually. Uh, really good in yardage-wise, but one touchdown, three interceptions. And uh, his running back, Anderson, 49 yards, two touchdowns, was really good in, in that red zone uh, part of the field. And uh, Kenny Stills, it seems like he's, you know, he's uh, Kev's uh, favorite receiver there, uh, 78 yards, a touchdown. And McMillan led the way with five tackles and a sack. This this was really a close game. I chance to watch it, and and I don't get a chance to watch a lot of the games because they're usually played. Sometimes I'm busy, but uh, this would have been a really great game to probably call. Yeah, this would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been, and uh, you know, I just you know, Kev has really stepped up his game though, and and not to mention that after this game he comes in and. and Snobber knocks me to fifty to ten the next week. So well, you're just not going to let that go, are you? No, no, it's 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 burning to my brain. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, this was a really close game, and I think this could be a prelude of what we're going to expect to see possibly in the playoffs. Yep, I agree. This is what would have driven me insane about this game: 137 passing yards for Cam Newton, no interceptions. He picks off Nichols uh, three times. And then he's got his running backs, 51 yards, 57 yards. Uh, that's over 100 right there between two guys. That would have drove me insane. But then here's the number that would have made me want to retire. This is why I hate playing D-Wayne. Six for 31 with Cam Newton. He just does it at these times where you're like, I got him. I got him. Oh, God, what just happened? How did I just give that up? Uh, what am I doing? And uh, that's what makes D-Wayne so good. All right, Mr. D-Wayne, throwing it over to you. What was your favorite game uh, for week 9, 10, or 11? You know, well, I'll give uh, Kevin credit now. He was down uh, 24-0 going in at the end of the third quarter, and just Nicholas just caught fire and really pretty much should he should have won that game if he hadn't had a few turnovers early in that game. Um, let me uh, pull up mine. I, I got the Bengals and a Cardinals game. Cardinals pull out a 43-36 win. I, I want to say this is week 10. I had already pulled off the, the No, you're good. I'll find it. Uh, yeah, 43-36, uh, Cardinals win this game. Stats on it. Uh, passing yards for the Cardinals, 270 yards passing, 140 yards rushing. Uh, they did have three turnovers. Uh, if you go over to the Bengals side of the things, uh, 357 yards passing, 66 yards rushing, which worries me with Cincy because Cincy really, as, as juggernaut of offense as he is, 
he really does run the ball real well. And when he runs the ball real well, he, he's really scary good. Uh, telltale sign between two of these teams, 75% complete uh, third down percentage uh, for the Cardinals and only 38 for the Bengals. That's a huge difference when you can't stop somebody on third down. You go through some of the stats, uh, a few ones that stick out to me, Rosen, 275 yards, three touchdowns, does have two picks. Johnson and Montgomery combined for 140 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you go down to this juggernaut receiving core the Cardinals got with Evans and Moore. Uh, Evans, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Moore, a single catch, but 60 yards and a touchdown. But this is what gets me right here. You go to the defensive side of the ball. He has Thurman with four sacks, Zettel with one sack, Reddick with one sack, Keith with two sacks, uh, four fumbles from Thurman and Zettel. Man, it's hard to do a whole lot. When you're giving up eight sacks like that, you start getting long. Even with somebody who, who is explosive like Cincy, you start getting in a second and 17, second and 20. And, and we know how these, these sacks go, too. You start getting a lot of forced fumbles back in the backfield. Uh, then you get an offensive lineman who picks the ball up and runs seven yards backwards while he's stumbling. So then it's second and 27. Uh, it's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, you go to the Bengals side, Mariota, 389 yards, three touchdowns, a pretty solid game. Uh, he's been on fire all season. Uh, but this is what gets me right here. Uh, Gordon, 13 carry, 53 yards, a touchdown. Nobody else did anything else running the ball. Uh, Ross did his normal thing, six catches, 173 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, he has a horde of receivers here that, that you know, contributed here. The running game just hurt him here. you got to be able to run the ball no matter how explosive you are. If you can't run the ball, that's why you end up with eight sacks. You just have to get back there, and these guys pin the – you know, they pin their ears back and go after the quarterback, and, you know, what he's got – I don't know what what's in the water in Arizona, but them guys, they just feed off that. Uh, you go down here, uh, Linder had a sack. Glenn and McKinney had two interceptions uh, combined. Uh, this whole thing right here is sacks, third down percentage. Um, I watched very, very little of this game, the very end of it. Um, I imagine it would have been a very exciting game to watch, uh, just explosive like this. This just fits these two guys, 43-36, fits these two guys' um, memos. They both want to score. They both want to get turnovers, and the Cardinals just came in here today just with a, just a little bit. Like I said, you, if you can run the ball on top of all those things, you're going to win the game. Yeah, this would have been a fun game to call, too, just because of all the scoring that took place. Uh, John Ross, 6 for 173 and two touchdowns. I actually love that. And I know that some guys would be like, what the hell is spamming? Blah, blah, blah. I, I never buy into the spamming receiver thing. I'm like, get over yourself. He's a receiver. What else is he supposed to do? Uh, I like, and I think that that's, I'm viewing this from Madden 20. I think that will change a lot of your perceptions. I like that there is a key player that you have to game plan for and you have to move in and focus on. Um, and you're going to see that a lot in uh, in Madden 20. Uh, and I think we're going to do a whole FPR because we're going to be coming up on a break here pretty soon for um, OMFL between the Maddens. Uh, and we're going to do a whole show on just FPR discussions uh, because I am going to lighten up on a few things that I think Madden 20 will open up for us uh, around like receiver catches, tight end catches, quarterback runs, um, you know, receivers having big days. Uh, not that I want to start seeing receiver, uh, want to start seeing halfbacks and tight ends and things like that. You know, I don't want to see 20 of them in the top 20 of reception leaders. 
But Madden 20, I think, also sets up really well to, to stop that from happening. All right, we got about five minutes on each of these subjects. So we're going to have to make this really uh, go and, and blow. But let's talk about the Washington uh, Redskins. Let me get over here first. The Washington Redskins have uh, really done a great job. They're sitting at 9-2, and two and they're leading the NFC East. And my question to you guys that I want to kind of break down is, like, are they legit playoff Super Bowl deep run contenders we've talked a lot about them i called them at the very beginning i talked about them in the draft i said that this was a team to watch and now they're here leading their division at nine and two but are they for real man i'm not gonna lie to you i feel really uh disservice to the redskins i didn't know he was nine and two uh, I guess I've just been sleeping on the fact that I, you know, I've been watching. I've really had to pay attention to my AFC side since I'm, I'm fighting for, you know, playoff spot myself. I haven't really, you know, branched out and looked at some of these. I knew the Cowboys were kind of having a down season. I knew uh, the Giants were running around 500 this season. And like I said, I knew the Eagles have had some big wins, but they were still, you know, not in the top end of this. I didn't know the Redskins were 9-2. and two. You know, I'm going to have to apologize to him for that, especially since he's got my favorite running back in the league, uh, Ragnar Ledbetter. It's just an awesome name. Um, I do think I've seen him play one or two games, though. I have watched, caught at work. Him playing, I I think he's – the only thing about him, he's, he's in the side with Mo and D-Money. And that's even what I say about Nate when I talk about the Saints or I talk about the Cowboys. You're still over there with D-Money and Mo. Um, but I do think he can make a run. I think he – of course, he wins this division. Uh, I think he's got the explosiveness. He averaged 28 points a game. He's only given up 21 points a game. Um, none of his stats just jump out of yard-wise. That's why I was kind of look. If you look at his password, he's only thrown for eight touchdowns this year, but he's only thrown for seven interceptions this year. You got to look at that as a positive. He's got 16 rushing touchdowns with Ledbetter, which means he kind of adopted that, you know, pass when I have to and just run all over you philosophy, which isn't a bad one to have. You start going down to some of his his defenders and i think this is what the telltale story on him he's got five defenders with more than two interceptions and two of them have four he's got i want to say six defensive touchdowns it sounds to me honestly it sounds to me like the good old run the ball play good defense and hope you don't turn it over yourself and that's just not a bad way to play if you're lo really looking to make a run especially in the playoffs i don't think that's a bad way i think he can make a run but you got you just have so many good teams in the NFC. You have, like I said, you have the Seahawks, you have the Falcons, you have the Saints, um, you even have the Cowboys and Giants in their own division. Uh, you have the Cardinals, who, who, like I said, haven't quite made that jump over, you know, the Seahawks or Falcons in the playoffs, but are still a deadly team. Uh, you have so many good teams in the NFC, especially I've said this, they're so top heavy when I talk about Mo and D Money. We want to see somebody dethrone them, especially after what D Money did to me yesterday. We want to see somebody dethrone them. But um, so I now, do think that I'm about to say you beat around the bush. Are you believing I do, in him? I, I I think they can make a run. I think he's got the talent to play with anybody in the NFC. Um, the only thing that uh, worries me about him, he had you know at least in our league, he hasn't been there. He hasn't had that playoff experience. Uh, but with that being said, he also doesn't have a ton of film for these guys to go on. Uh, these guys in the NFC know when they play, you know, Mo and D Money know each other so well uh, that there's no scouting has to be done. They know what they're going to do. He can throw something different on them. I think he can make a run and he can catch one of these, you know, these juggernauts off guard and, and run them to the end. And once you get to the end, 
fourth quarter and it's tie game or something like that, anything can happen. You know, one play, one bad button, uh, and he can be in the, you know, NFC championship game. So I, I will, I'm going to believe in him. I think he, this is his year. He's going to be, he's, he's pressing. People don't have a lot of scouting on him. I think this could be his year. He makes a playoff run. All right, Maniac, uh, Mr. D. Wayne took four and a half. Yeah, you have five minutes, so you got to make it quick. Let's go. What do you think about the All Redskins? Right. Uh, I really do believe the Redskins are a team to be reckoned with. Uh, he's got a solid game plan, uh, and a lot of the guys who are really good at this at this point are really good. I mean, you know, he seems to really hold on the game, and he puts up good stats. Uh, just looking at his stats on day leagues right now, uh, he's uh, fifth with 28 points per game, 279 yards a game. Uh, he's only putting up 159 passing yards, which is uh, on bottom of the league, uh, but he's rushing 120 yards a game, puts him 10th. And his defense, not too shabby. He got, he's 10th overall, 21 points given up, uh, 316 yards uh, total, which is about mid, mid of the league. And then passing yards, 22nd. And rushing yards 20th, so he's not like great at one thing, but together uh, he's pretty solid. And then he just doesn't give up uh, a ton of points, so that that's that's a recipe for success. I really do think he can make a run in the playoffs. Uh, whether or not he can dethrone the D money and the bowls of the world will remain to be seen. Yeah, like he's not sexy, right? Like this isn't the prom queen uh, that you're going to take home. And this is more like, you know, the girl at the end of the night at last call. But he's got lead better, and he just kind of brings his pal to work every single day, and he just makes it happen. Uh, I've been singing their praises for a long time, and so you guys know how I feel about him. I think they are a legit contender. And D. Wayne said a lot of really great stuff, like, it is true that you do have the 10-0 Seahawks out there. You do have the Cardinals. You do have the freaking Falcons. Um, and so there's some really tough teams, and uh, if he wins, he's, he's going to earn it. Let's move over and, and talk about the uh, – ooh, did somebody, uh, did somebody go crazy over here? I don't know what happened. Mike went nuts. Uh, let's talk about the AFC West. Actually, that's not – I wrote the West, and that's not what I meant, wanted to talk about. I meant the South. That's where I wanted to go. So my bad. I was completely out of it. I wrote the wrong name. I wanted to talk about the AFC South, so just ignore our little menu on the side there. Um, and here's why I want to talk about the South. You got the four and seven Jaguars, not a team that you would see at four and seven at the bottom. The five and five Texans are hanging in there in 500. And at five and five in season 85, he's still in it. He still has an opportunity because the Colts are at seven and four, not something we thought we'd ever see. And the Texans are leading the division at seven and four. What has gone on in the AFC South? D. Wayne, you're going last on this one. Maniac, what's up with the South? Well, I'm unprepared because our, our little schedule said AFC West. I know. I'm sorry. I screwed it up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I messed this up. Uh, well, I mean, the South, it, you know, it all starts from the top. Dwayne's been at the top for, uh, you know, however many seasons that we've been involved he's always been the lead guy there going undefeated i think uh one season his super bowl season i believe uh, and then every other season it's only been one or two losses and, and it's just you know everybody's playing for second place but for some reason this this uh this uh madden season 
uh, you know, Dwayne kind of had had his little stumbles and 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 you see the Houston Texans kind of, you know, taking advantage of that little little coach, whatever his name is. We'll just call him Little C, Little C over there moving from uh, Tampa Bay hold to on, Houston. Hold on, hold on. I don't want to interrupt, but I got to. So he messaged me that it is Little I, I think it is Little Koch because it's his last name. His last name is like Cochran or Cochran or something like that. And so, uh, yeah, like that, that's, I think we're getting it right. And now he's, and now he's going to message me and said, no, 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 you totally messed that up now. <laughs> A little Koch. All right. So, uh, anyway, you know, he, he's really, you know, kind of stepped into that team that, that outlaw built and kind of taken the role of, of uh you know you know you don't see that when a guy just takes over a team and comes in and, and has success with them and stuff and and you kind of see that the the ones that really are head scratchers is it's brady and you know that they, they've uh had really good success in in previous seasons but it just seems like they cannot sustain season after season competing for uh what would be uh you know that division title but in this instance, you know, with the, with the kind of fall that Dwayne had, uh, you know, they're still in it. So, you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to see uh, all these guys are really good roster builders. And, uh, you know, it's it's a head scratcher to see that kind of uh, records coming out of the South. That would mean it's your turn, Dwayne. Okay, okay. I, I thought we were going to um... – I think that this year, the Texans, which I haven't got to play the Texans yet, I will say on my side of it, uh, I always tell people you're supposed to win the games you're supposed to win, and the the other games, you're, you just hope you come out 500 against games that are, you know, toss-ups. Uh, I had had some bounces go my way in some games, and I just didn't, hadn't won the 50-50 games like I should win. Um, but you got to give respect to the Texans. The Titans have played close. I think the Titans have been distracted this season. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure what it is. He hasn't quite played like himself. He came out of the box strong. I think he was like four and two to start the season, I want to say. And then we played, and he just – I don't know. He just didn't seem like he even came to play against me. Um, so I'm not really sure what the deal is, and he hasn't recovered. As you can see, I think he's went one and two or one and three in the last couple games. And like I said, Nate, you you put it on him pretty good a week or two ago. Um, the Jaguars have played – they played pretty solid. They just can't, can't group wins together. Uh, they win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And I think they've lost like two or three games, I want to say, in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, it personally, to me, this division is a two-team race at this point. Uh, me and, like I said, me, we've, me and the Titans, me and the Jaguars have split. Me and the Texans haven't got to play yet. Uh, and you got two big division games coming up. This is the kind of schedule you like to see. It makes the end of the season fun. Um, I am really interested. He's 7-4 uh, with a 22-22 points per game with the Texans. I'd like to touch on them just a, just a moment. I know Nate Nate's fixing to get kicked off here, um, but I, I think you got to give him some credit stepping into that Texas team. Um, Eighty-two overall, they're not a real great team. They they've been through a few owners. No fault to the past owners at all, but any team that gets passed around one or two times just has a really really hard time sustaining uh you know that kind of roster. Uh, so you got to give him credit here, but I, I do think that it's probably best for the league with it being this wide open. Like I said, you still technically still have four teams in it. Probably realistically have about three teams in this race. Uh, but it would be interesting to see how this division, you know, finishes out towards the end of the season. 
Yep, I, you know, and don't worry about the wife. Uh, no one else could have heard that. Just y'all, because I got it muted on on the stream side. But I'll say, uh, look, the Colts at seven and four is just not something anybody expected to see. But all the stats look there, right? Twenty nine for twenty one against is super dominant. Dwayne, I mean, you're still a powerhouse. I don't care about the record. Uh, the four and one on the road, the two and one in the division is all. Really, really great stats. It's the three and three at home that's a little bit of a head scratcher. You're right, Big Hurt. Look, is ready to get away from Tennessee. Uh, I think he, like a lot of people, has kind of lost interest, um, and he's not playing what makes him really good, which has always been that defense. The offense is there, but giving up 29 points a game is not good. I the head scratcher for me is the Jaguars. I, I don't know what happened to them. Uh, he dominated me. I thought that team would be on a roll this year. Uh, he was super engaged, and, and now it's kind of disappeared again. I, I just don't know what's going on. I'm assuming busy life, summer, travel ball, I'm guessing. Um, Texans at 7-4. and four, I know that, that little Cooch, little Koch <laughs> uh, was a great player. Um, I dealt with him every, twice a season. Every season he plays great defense. That defense is not too bad at 22 points a game, just not quite there with the offense. I didn't realize that he hasn't played the Colts yet. That doesn't set up well, though, as he continues uh, to get ready for the rest of the season. So uh, the AFC South was a head-scratcher uh, to me, and it, it, it will make for an interesting uh, last couple of weeks here. Um, I keep going backwards on the agenda, too. All right, let's go to some uh, owner-submitted questions here. We only really have one from Bill. If you submitted another one, well, you did it too late, and we'll get it for you next week. Uh, Bill says, after playing Meta 20 Beta, what are your thoughts on the key positions a, sex a successful team will need to concentrate on building early? Now, I know, d you didn't get to play, so I'm going to throw this one at Maniac. You you got to play. You and I actually played a ton. I, told, I said this on the Talk podcast last night. Uh, I found myself wanting to play this game. It was that good. So what were the key positions for you? Well, key positions, uh, I mean, when when you get the – you talk about the abilities that certain players have, the X factor, those things are going to be really important, I think, Uh for your, your overall team, I know there. I know there's a couple of teams that don't actually have X Factor X Factor team uh, players. Yes, six uh, of them. Double Zero continues to talk about it every day. Yeah, uh, but there is still players on that team that have abilities, and I think in the long scheme of things, the actual abilities that uh, a lot of these players, uh, uh, more all pro players that are in the in the league. Uh, the better off you're going to be because uh, uh, those things are, are they're not over overpowering. There is a couple uh, the hit stick. I know uh, uh, Pooty T was talking about and stuff. Uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, the dude, he's an X Factor guy, I believe. Uh, he he may not be. He may he, he may just actually be an, an abilities guy, but his ability is his stick. And I swear to God, like every time you run every the hit. ball, it, every hit is a Bone shattering, knock your, you know, if the helmet, knock the helmet off animation was in this game, it would be flying off six, six uh, rolls up into the stadium. Uh, and it's just, you know, some of those things like that, yeah, they're going to have to tune that. But, you know, you want to try to across the board kind of even out your team. You know, you want somebody on that front seven that's got an ability or an X factor 
uh, then your backside defense, uh, you really want someone back there. It's the, the kind of the ball hawking safety or, or the shutdown certain things. You can shut down one side of the field uh, a lot better. You know, you can kind of worry less about maybe a, a top corner that has the man-to-man uh, ability uh, to be able to shut down uh, a top receiver on another team. So, and I think uh, scouting is going to be a big thing too. Uh, you know, I, I, I know it's not in the game, but scouting outside, kind of like what we do, you'll know what abilities can actually counter the other abilities. And maybe uh, that'll be interesting to see how guys uh, adjust to the this Madden and preparing each each game and to know team has that you're going to be facing i think it's going to be a big deal so who they just shut up back there i hear him um i'll say three things number one for me is going to be offensive line you better have a really good offensive line you better build an offensive line you better invest into an offensive line x factors at skill positions whether that's receiver running back quarterback defensive end uh, any of the skill positions, linebackers, if you get an X-Factor there, who they shut up, man. You know we're doing a podcast. Um, yeah, X-Factors at the skill positions will be really, really great. And then finally is going to be um, players that fit your scheme is going to be so important. And if you draft a player, free agent, uh, sign a player, trade for a player that doesn't fit your scheme – you're actually going to get less use of them if you would have got a lower-rated player that did fit your scheme than a higher-rated player that doesn't fit your scheme. And the caveat, the addition to that, would be quarterback fitting your scheme as far as your playing style and throwing motion because everybody's going to have different throwing motions, different ways that they set their feet. Some are going to be quicker than others, and you better have not one, but at least two quarterbacks that you can play well, that it fits your style, fits your timing with your quarterback. For me, Drew Brees fit perfectly. I didn't get to play with many other quarterbacks, a little bit with Teddy Bridgewater, and he fit just fine for me. But I know, like, Mahomes and others out there have a different throwing motion. If that throwing motion messes with your timing, you're going to be way, way off. All right, I got to land this ship here. So let's give closing thoughts. Mr. D. Wayne, I'm going to throw it to you first. Put a bow on the show for us. Well, uh, I think the last season still has a buzz. I think the Madden 20 kind of gave everything a buzz that we needed, especially at this lull time of the year. You know, a lot of guys start checking out. A lot of guys really, you know, summertime you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I do think that you have a lot of good playoff races still going on in the OMFL. Uh, it's not as wide open, especially in the AFC. It's not as wide open in the AFC as, you know, I mean, uh, NFC as it is in the AFC. Uh, AFC is just blown wide open. I think any, it could be anybody's year this year. Uh, NFC, you do still do have a lot of teams. We just have, you know, the, you know, Thor and Loki at the top up there. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to say much about those two teams anymore. Mo is the, the quietest 10 and 0 team I've ever seen. I think people do. We just expect that now. Um, but I do think it's good. I, th- I think we're actually rolling around pretty good for, you know, the last season. Um, you know, we, we always talk about giving a little break and we will have a little break here after this season. Uh, but I, I, I think we still have a lot of excitement that we should be excited for. And, uh, you know, me for one, I'm ready to, you know, get this season over with and, and get all this and I'm ready for, you know, Madden 20 to take over. Mr. Maniac, put a bow on the show. Yeah. Um, good show today. Um, but pretty T came in and, and, uh, came in and helped us out there. Then the pinch, uh, 
kind of talking about what the Dwayne was saying, you know, the, the Madden 20 beta, you know, I do think that also kind of got everybody kind of excited and you see guys posting on the, on the chat, you know, stuff that the EA is posting up about Madden 20. Uh, I think a lot of guys are really interested in this X factor and abilities uh, that uh, it's going to be in this next, the addition of, you know, the guys that want to do the team draft uh, that want to, you know, taking get a dice roll when he coaches and no one fails coming up. I've got a a, a list uh, of weekend or Monday going live, uh, fantasy football, all that stuff, you know, that we got going on. Pro Bowl is going to be coming up. So uh, a lot of stuff that we can do to finish out the season and and uh, looking forward to getting that that Madden 20 in our hands because I've got the itch. Yep, uh, we'll get you some cream for that itch, um, and, and we'll, we'll scratch it as much as we can. Uh, the wife has already walked out the door, uh, so I got to hurry up here. I apologize. It looks like I'm having some internet issues. Uh, it kind of it's kind of going up and down, and I don't know why because I pay literally like six thousand dollars a month for really great internet and it's acting crazy today so i apologize if it's been a little uh sketchy at times on the other side for you guys but i do appreciate everybody tuning in there's so much that i didn't get to talk about that we will make a big deal out on the next show and that is that the omfl for the second time was selected as the daddy leagues league of madden 19 we won it in madden 17 for both league crawler and daddy leagues we won podcast of the year uh for madden 18 um we got league crawler league of the month back in 17 and then we got daddy leagues league of the year this year so that's a huge honor we'll make a really big deal out of it we'll find another time also to bring hollywood back on and i know that we really pumped that up to talk about so thank you guys so much for tuning in the stream let me talk about our partners overtime heroics ocw austin dta true one sports of course our really good friends lee crawler daddy leagues our and accord there's the word i'm looking for yeah. i'm sorry man I, I just my head scrambling because the wife is like get the hell finished podcast um <laughs> madden accord thank you guys so much so we appreciate everybody for tuning in the stream i gotta get out of here man my wife's gonna kill me so for Dwayne, for uh maniac for for everybody here in the OMFL, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Pootie, we appreciate you, man. I see you pinch hit, and thank you, man. You guys have a really great week. God bless you. Peace. Later. Later, guys.